Okay, so the baby situation. Oops, sorry. <laughs> um, one of my friends actually uh, wanted me to talk about this on uh, my podcast episode, and I didn't plan on doing it because I felt like, first of all, I've talked about it in my um, Instagram stories way too long and way too often, so I don't really want to do it again. And on top of that, it's been talked about for the past couple of weeks, period. So I definitely did not want to add more fuel to the fire. However... Because I'm releasing this episode on my birthday and um, it's entitled Everything's Gay. I feel like I cannot let this episode go by and not give my personal thoughts on it. Um, I won't go into detail about them, but I'll definitely um, be hitting some points along the way. So I not only will be talking about <clears throat> the baby, I'll be talking about Tia, I'll be talking about Boosie, I'll be talking about... Uh, the hypocrisy of straight people, the hypocrisy um, that Lil Nas X is exposing, you know. Um, and I'll be talking about Miley Cyrus because she has, you know, inserted herself into this when it just need to. It's really not any of her business. So <clears throat> let me start off by saying, if you don't know what happened already, the baby put his foot in his mouth at his Rolling Loud set by um, doing a sort of call to action segment in his uh, set where he spoke about, you know, uh, people living with HIV um, in a very disparaging manner um, where he, you know, he, he said something to the effect of uh, if y'all don't have HIV or AIDS or none of those other sexually transmitted diseases that can kill you within two to three weeks, put yourself on lights in the air. Uh, <clears throat> women, if your pussy smell like water, put yourself on lights in the air, which I didn't even know water had a smell to it. Or and, and let alone like a good smell that would attract a man to want to fuck him because that's really how he said it. And then he, <clears throat> well, that's the way that he implied it. And then he capped it off by saying, "Fellas, if you are, if you weren't sucking dick out in the parking lot, um, put yourself on lights up in the air." And it was further capped off by his DJ saying, "Let's be real." Let's be honest, some of y'all sus as a motherfucker. And it's almost like, first of all, why do you care? Like, like, first of all, why say any of that? That's that's the first thing that's really, really strange. But then also it's like, <clears throat> why do you care what other men are doing out in the parking lot? Why do you care what gay men do out in the parking lot? Um... Did you want your dick sucked? Are you mad because you want to know because you missed out on the action? Like, and I'm not normally one to say to, to you know, imply that, you know, people who are quote unquote violently homophobic or homophobic, even a tinge, are gay themselves. I'm not a person that believes in that type of rhetoric. However, this is questionable, you know, and I have to admit that this is very questionable. It's like you care way too much for me. For me not to believe that you don't have a personal stake in this. So that was where my take was with it. Let's also talk about the fact that like, you know, what got that these are the comments that got him in trouble. However, he brings out Tory Lanez, who is it a sort of a sticky situation with Meg the Stallion after Meg just performed on stage, after you know, the baby himself performing a song of theirs together, bringing Tory Lanez out, and then after Tory Lanez gets off stage, 
you play another song by her. So it almost seems like, you know, you were being very antagonistic that night and then you thought the shit was funny. You thought the shit was very, very funny. And none of what he did or said was funny. None of what he did or said was funny, cute. It was, it was really, really weird. And I think people had the right to call him out about it. You know, I, I know people who say they always hate how sensitive the culture is, but I hate how insensitive people are. And, and, and we are, and we are a culture that for years has been very insensitive to other people's concerns. So going past that, what ended up happening as the weeks went by is that, you know, um, people like T.I. came out and, you know, tried to say shit like, you know, if Lil Nas, if Lil Nas X can kick his shit in peace, why can't the baby? Essentially saying, well, if Lil Nas X can, you know, be be happy and proud that he's gay, then why can't the baby be homophobic in peace? And it's almost like, first of all, let me say this. T.I. is not that smart. I need y'all to understand that this man is not that smart. What he has done is that he has fooled the general public into believing that he's smart because he read the, he read the thesaurus and the dictionary a couple of times in jail. Um, and he uses six syllable words. And then he speaks at slow, moderated paces. And that always gives people the perception that you know what you're talking about. So mixed with the big words and the way that he talks, he's always come off as really intelligent. But T.I. is really fucking stupid. He's very fucking stupid. So all that knowledge that y'all claim he has, he didn't retain it. He just read it. Truly, right? And most of y'all aren't that fucking smart, right? Because if you were fucking smart, then you all would be sitting here understanding why people are criticizing the baby and why he deserves to have his ass handed to him. You would, you would, you would understand that. But you see, whenever you want excuses to be homophobic, you get to feign to ignorance. And I, for one, don't let people get away with that. I just don't. Sorry. So there was that incident where he, where he said that. Then he gets online with uh, Zoe's self-hating ass and starts trying to say that gay people are boy and straight people. And I want to know in what world is that possible, right? In what world does a gay person bullying a straight person make sense to you? It just doesn't happen. And, what pro- and what's been proven to me a lot of times is that straight people, mostly straight men, do not like to take accountability for their actions. I've seen straight men gaslight women in this way. So, of course, what the fuck are they going to do to the gays? What are they going to do to the queer community? The very same thing, and probably even worse, because then that's when, you know, straight women, who they dog out, well, then some of them will join in on them and they'll dogpile on us dogpile onto us as well and i'm breezing through all this shit because there's like a central point that i really want to get into right um and then you have little boosie little boosie miss badass boosie badass who someone said it was really funny on twitter boosie is like the candy man if you say some gay shit three times in the mirror he's gonna pop out and he does he does and literally boosie takes every chance every current and social event that involves gay people to shit on gay people. He takes every chance to do it. And he'll say things like, oh, his most recent video, which which is really the reason why I'm talking about this and the point that I'm going to get to. Because um, this is about the culture of straight men, mostly the culture of straight black men. And I'm targeting black men because I'm black. 
So if y'all don't like it, kiss my black ass, okay? So Boosie, Boosie's rant read along the lines of, oh, well, you know, it's kind of fucked up how y'all trying to, you know, cancel everybody for not being with the gay shit and how how y'all trying to force homosexuality on people and yada, yada, yada. And it's just like, it's so ironic this is coming from the same man who literally paid a grown woman to suck the dick of his 13-year-old son who bragged about getting his then seven-year-old son a stripper for his birthday at seven. But yet, gay people in your eyes are trying to force homosexuality onto people. And what really gets me is that <sighs> Boosie is one person, right? He can have that opinion, right? But when motherfuckers try to legitimize his opinions, I really just have to like ask them, what the, like, like, what the fuck is going on with y'all? Like, really, what the fuck is up with y'all? Like, like y'all cannot be this slow. These will be the same people who believe that all gay men are pedophiles, literally up here legitimizing a pedophile's words simply because he does not like gay people. And then when you point that out to them, they'll say, she's like, oh, well, I just, I don't dislike gay people. I just, you know, think they're too sensitive or they're too this. You don't like gay people, sir and ma'am. You don't like gay people. Let's be honest about that. I tell everybody this, gay people, and I'm really focusing on gay people right now because that's what they focus it on, but truly, truly, the queer community does not care that you are anti-LGBTQ. What we don't like is when you try to gaslight us and piss on our head and tell us that it's rain, right? Like we know a homophobic dog whistle. We know a transphobic dog whistle. We know an anti-queer dog whistle when we hear one especially if we're black and queer black and gay black and trans we know what that's like because we know what a racist microaggression is and, I, and like it's, it's always like like there's a friend of mine that like we were having to talk and she didn't really understand like you know why is it not okay for someone to say they don't agree with you know the lgbtq community and what i was trying to explain to her is that like well what would be a good reason for them not to you know, you have to interrogate shit like why? And usually when you interrogate why, it's usually some very fucked up reason that stems from homophobia. But they don't want to cop to it. They don't want to admit to it. And then they want to gaslight you about it. So that's why it's homophobic. It's like, how can you disagree with someone's life and existence? How can you be a member of the majority and make no mistake about it? Straight people, even straight black people, are of the majority in this country. Let's not mince words here. I know that black people, especially straight black men, don't like hearing that they have privilege, but that's a privilege that you all have. You are, your feelings and your thoughts are considered in media. Ever since I was a little boy, I have seen nothing but heterosexuality shoved down my throat. So if anybody is forcing anything on children, it's the heterosexuals. But the problem is this. The fact is that y'all view your sexuality as the norm. And anything outside of that that deviates from that is abnormal and it's evil. And somehow, you know, you you, you have to have sex to know that you're gay. Meanwhile, majority of us who are gay now, didn't have to have sex to know that we were talking to the other sex. I didn't have to know that I, I didn't have to have sex with men to know that I liked boys. And when I did finally start to have sex, it was like, okay, this is what I knew. It, did, like, like it, it didn't turn me off, right? 
So, so they don't understand that. And so when people like Boosie say shit like the force thing, I always have to groan and moan and bitch because it's like y'all the ones doing that. Y'all the ones doing that. And to the people who like really sit there and agree with Boosie, it's it's like y'all are big ass hypocrites. <clears throat> but then again, no, y'all aren't hypocrites because truly, if I know anything about the black community, they are they are okay with the family pedophile. A lot of these same people who agree with Boosie aren't canceling R. Kelly. But I damn sure think that they'll now cancel R. Kelly because now there's a story about R. Kelly, you know, molesting young boys. You'll surely cancel him for that because, oh, it's okay for him to rape young girls. But rape young boys, nah. Kells, you turn them into you turn them into faggots. Come on now. I I I I will be I am by the time this episode premieres I'll be 31 years old. I have been on this earth for that long. You ain't go, you're not going to sit there and tell me some bullshit that I don't fucking know. I already know what's going to happen. I already know. So truly I I I just always want to know what goes through people's heads when they try to legitimize Bootsy because there's nothing funny about him. There's he doesn't say anything intelligent. He's a fucking idiot and a fucking moron. He's also very um, 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 stupid. I said that already. He's he's he, he he's just problematic in so many ways that I don't understand why people who I literally view as like relatively smart, relatively reasonable people are up there agreeing with him. But then again, the reasons why they're agreeing with him is because they don't like gay people, and they'll never admit that. They will never admit that because they, for some reason, believe, like a lot of white people believe, that in order for you to be bigoted, you have to actually inflict, you have to intentionally inflict harm on people. But if you are a person of a marginalized identity, you know that violence meets you in many ways. Violence meets you in niceness. That's what Christians do. This is why sometimes I have to, I sometimes find myself pushing back on, on, on Christians that, that want to remove um, homophobia from Christianity because especially in this country you can't do that because it was the Catholics who who removed the loosely translated uh, word for pedophile from the Bible when they did the tran when they did the con when they did the translation conversion back in the 40s they commissioned for that word to be removed and for it to be replaced with something that meant homosexual so the verse, I forget what the word actually was, but it, it, it was some kind of P word. I, I should have looked this up before I said it, but before I said it, so I can like really, I can really say it. The word was a P word. And it was like a four letter word. And it was pronounced really funny. That's, why I, that's all I remember about it. But it was loosely translated to pedophile. So the verse essentially read, man shall not lay with boy the way he lay with womankind. And not man shall not lay with mankind the way he lay, the way he lay with womankind. Because that's always the verse that's quoted and, throw, and, throw, and thrown at homosexuals for it being a sin. And you have to ask yourself, why the fuck would a church care so much about a translation of the word? Could it be that the Catholics who have a long history of sexually molesting children, a.k.a. young boys mostly, um, would somehow want to take the heat off of them so they can continue to molest children in peace? Hmm. Interesting, right? Interesting. 
And everyone else just followed suit. So I am never surprised by that because at this point it's in our culture. It's in our culture to defend the family pedophile and to disregard the family homosexual. And, you know, getting back to my original point, it's like Christians very much are very nice, nasty when it comes to homosexuality. Um, I remember when I first came out, I worked at um, a big company and I worked in their mailroom. It was, the, it was one of the shittiest jobs I had and I got fired from one day. I'll tell that story. But um, I was really cool with um, one of the cleaning ladies and she was hired by um, a private company that would send their workers, workers to different buildings in the downtown area to like clean the building. And so... Um, she was Christian and I follow her on Instagram, but I really don't pay much attention to her because it's like, I don't have time for the shit. But I remember, you know, when I first came out, you know, um, I, I wanted people to know, you know, um, the reason behind me saying it is because I did not want to be out and run into a family member of mine and for them to, or, or run to anybody who like I knew and for them to see me on a day, because I, I was anticipating that if I'm going to be gay, I'm going to fully be gay and I'm going to go out on dates with men. I didn't want you to be out and be surprised if you caught me. I want you to know. Henceforth, my, just, my, just, my, just, my discreet topic, you will know that I'm gay. You don't have to know my business. You don't have to know who I'm dating. You don't have to know who I'm having sex with, but I digress. And so I remember that time was really touchy with me and my dad and he just didn't agree with it and we were getting into so many fights but not so many fights but we got into a couple of disagreements and arguments about it around that time and when i was explaining this to this woman who was christian who up until that point she was very um she was very kind and very nice to me not saying she still wasn't but i was telling her um you know um you know, my dad doesn't really agree and I don't know what to do about it. And I was really looking for like someone who was Christian who could be like a sort of like a spiritual guy to me because I think at that point I was still questioning whether I wanted to be Christian or not. I was still questioning what I believed. And I just wanted someone who was of the faith to really like, you know, kind of sort of guide me, right? Well, wrong thing to say because what she said to me was, well, you know, um, your dad's just doing what we're called to do as Christians, and that's through love. He's going to tell you what's wrong for you. He's going to tell you what's wrong in hopes that you'll see that it's wrong and, like, you'll change your ways. And what's really odd to me is that, like, number one, it hit me in that moment. It hit me that I have heard this before. It has been said to me before. Even before I came out, it has been said to me. And I feel no love. I feel no kindness whenever I hear it. I hear a very um, backhanded compliment dressed as something else when really what you really want to say is, well, David, when you leave the faggot shit alone, you'll be much more happier. You know, I remember I, I had a cousin on my daddy's side, which I will have a story about that soon. I had a cousin on my daddy's side who's older. She didn't really say it out loud, but I think you know, this is like maybe a year or two to me being into the whole 
gay thing. And I was moving along briskly, discovering things. But you know, um, being gay is not the only, uh, uh, um, or, or dealing with, you know, gayness isn't the only thing that, you know, takes up my time. You know, I am a person that suffers mildly with depression. So there's that. Um, and I was just having a day and I just, you know, wrote about it on my Facebook wall. And she was like, well, sometimes you got to pray about things. And, you know, um, sometimes, you know, uh, it may not be what you want to hear. And I'm like, hmm, is that a homophobic dog whistle dressed up in Christianity? Huh. Okay, sure. I get that. But getting back to the um, lady from my job, but it hit me when she was saying, well, you know, I'm sorry. No, no. That actually goes with what I'm saying here. It, 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 it was, it was bigotry wrapped up in being nice. It was bigotry disguised as love. And I never found anything about that lovingly or caring. You know, I found it quite condescending. I also found it um, um, just quite, I don't want to say stupid, but it was just very condescending. It was a very condescending way of telling me, shut your fat black gay ass up and just pray the gay away, right? Because then once I told the lady at my job getting back to her, I was like, I mean, and I was like as calm and nicer as I could be. And I said to her, liking girls never seemed right. It never felt right. You know, and and I struggled a lot trying to maintain that identity, but I never really cared for it. Not that I ever really cared for it. It just never really worked for me. You know, I always viewed women as my sisters more than my sexual conquests. You know, these were, I, I felt very emotionally safe with women, still do. So I still have a large number of like female friendships, but growing up, definitely, it, it communicated to, to the adults around me that, oh, well, why are you a boy hanging around girls? It was really odd. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm jumping around places. So I'm so sorry. Is that I remember my mother had an issue with that. And what's really odd to me is that you're not raising me or, or my brother to be pussy hounds to the point to where now we're both not pussy hounds. It's like you could throw pussy at my brother all day. If you don't want to fuck you, he's not going to fuck you. Right? He has a very healthy appetite for sex, as do I. This is what my mother wanted her boys to have. So you don't want me to be a pussy hound, but you're upset that I'm not one? Make it make sense. So again, getting I keep getting off track. Getting back to the lady at my job, when I was saying how I didn't feel right, like it, it was me like being honest with you and pouring my heart out to you. She goes, well, I don't know about it feeling right, but I just know that that stuff ain't right. And I can't, you know, ask God on judgment day for mercy for your soul. You have to ask that for yourself. And I'm like, Christians have a very weird love with like judgment day and seeing people that don't worship the same way that they do suffer in eternal hell. That's very morbid to me, but we won't talk about that today. But it, it just, again, it, 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 communi it, it communicated to me that number one, I'm not ever going to talk to her about shit again. And number two, I'm, not only am I not going to talk to her about it, but I have to be careful in who I speak to this about because I know that the vast majority of the world is 
religious in some sort. They are some sort of Christian denomination in some sort. You know, I got friends in the Bahamas that are like Christian, you know, although, I mean, I don't, I don't think they believe anything different from a pair, but even down there, they have different denominations. I have friends who are in Paris who are, uh, who, who consider themselves Christians. So Christianity is everywhere. Christianity runs everything. But it just, it, it just made me very leery and very wary to talk to really any Christian about how, how I was feeling, how I was feeling, because I want it to be understood. Right. I wasn't looking for approval and I'm, and I'm never asking for approval from people. And I think people get always confused about me when I'm standing up for myself and other gay people. I'm not ever looking for your approval. Right. But I don't want you to, especially to, to me, if, if, if I care about you, I don't want you to say some stupid shit to someone who's not going to be as nice as me even though sometimes people think I go too far and I be too mean, but it's like, you know, people can be meaner than me, but I don't want you to say some, I don't want you to say some stupid shit simply because you don't understand. Right. And so I was looking for understanding and I had to realize that I wasn't going to get understanding. Right. Um, this is why, you know, probably around that time I kind of started to, um, adopt the idea of, you know, not wanting people's understanding, but their respect. It's like, you don't have to like the fact that I'm gay, but you do have to respect it because it's not changing. And gay people aren't going anywhere. And I think with straight people, they have to understand that. It's, it's like, if you say that you're not homophobic and you say that, you know, you're not violent towards gay people, okay, then prove it. I remember I asked a man, a, a, a straight guy that the one time I said, okay, then prove it. He's like, well, prove what? What do I got to prove? And it's like, again, I can't really talk to you about some shit because right now you are focused on the fact that some gay person offended you and you can't see why what you're saying now is a bit offensive. You cannot see that because all you see is your straight male Offensities. That's all you see. Because that's what that privilege affords you. Privilege affords people the right to delusion. The right to unsee people. And so again, when I'm getting back to people who like agree with Boosie, I, I mean, number one, I don't really trust y'all. I don't really trust y'all niggas. And I saw that in, 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 in a straight nigga story today on Instagram. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. That's that's so fucking disappointing because he, he, he I had a crush on him back in, well, I had a crush on him back in school. And it's like, you just, you are just so disappointing. You cannot be this stupid at your big age. But we won't go there today. But it's just... <sighs> Ending this point by saying this, right? I'm tired of y'all aligning yourselves with stupidity. I really, really am. I'm tired of straight people, mostly straight men, thinking that their sexuality and their manhood is, uh, is being attacked because gay people exist. Because that's really what it is. Gay people aren't trying to force all straight men to have sex with them. 
not in big numbers anyway, but they're not trying to force straight men into bed with them. Any man who has, who has reported to be straight that I've had sex with has willingly brought herself to my doorstep. We don't have to force anything, but very much so when y'all use that force word and you, and you can relate it to homosexuality, you're very much saying, I don't like the fact that gay people exist. I don't like the fact that I can't make fun of them anymore because if I make fun of them, I'm going to be called an unkind name. And my thing always is if you don't want to be called an unkind name, then stop being unkind. Listen, shut the fuck up and listen. Because all my life, what you all have done is you have made gay people shut the fuck up and listen and look at your depravities. You have made us look and watch as you hem these girls up in corners and try to get kisses out of them. You have made us look and watch as we had crushes on you, but you wanted to go with the popular girl. And you didn't care because you were being yourself, right? You were expressing yourself. Even though, that's a, even though I think most of that is performative, but we won't go there today. But like, we had to sit and watch all that. And you all don't like the minuscule, the minuscule of representation that we as gay people have. Fuck if it's even like accurate or an accurate or, or, or like a proper portrayal for most of us. We won't go there, but we won't go there to, we won't go there today. You don't like the fact that we exist. You don't like the fact that you cannot scare us into the closet anymore. I could not be 15 years old and be out and be, and be my true self because the boys that were out when I was 15 got made fun of to their faces and behind their backs. And I was not strong enough to deal with that. I am so happy that the boys of today do not have to experience that. This generation coming up is going to be far more equipped to deal with that type of trauma than my generation and beforehand ever was. And I'm so happy about that. And I think an indicator of that is that little, little Nas X is exposing that because I still don't understand this had nothing to do with him. Right? I mean, granted, I, I used him as like a, as, as a, as a comparison <clears throat> because I didn't like the fact that, you know, the baby gets to be overtly sexual in his music and doesn't get accused of being sexually irresponsible and spreading HIV amongst a demographic of people like Lil Nas X does. Right? Like, that's the, like those are the criticisms that were levied at Lil Nas X. But it was very much T.I. and Boosie that brought him into it. And it's so confusing as to why, because this has nothing to do with him. <clears throat> this is about the baby. But what that tells me is that y'all, again, more of it. You do not like the fact that gay people are existing. You do not like the fact that gay people are not living the downtrodden, pitiful, hateful, unhappy lives that your grandmama and your mama has preached that they would live. And I remember that being preached to me, right? And being afraid of that. Most, most gay people 
I will argue this, especially if you're raised in a, in a raised in a Christian environment, you're not so much afraid of the fact that you have feelings for, for men. You are afraid that your life will not be happy. You are afraid that the death and damnation that was preached to you will be true. And what's happening now is that many of us are experiencing are, are experiencing a full life, and that's not true. Lil Nas X is having a full life, and he is happy, and he is successful, and that does not go with their narrative. What goes with the narrative of people like T.I. and Boosie is the fact that men get to be men and what they consider manhood is men being disrespectful of everybody who's not a a straight man. Men get to be homophobic in peace. Men get to be misogynistic in peace. Men get to be rapist in peace. In the definition of manhood that exists with T.I. and Boosie. When they defend people like the baby and R. Kelly, what you're saying and, 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 and you use and you start talking about manhood and black manhood is under attack. It's like, no, it's not, girl. Toxic masculinity is under attack and don't have that and don't get, don't get that confused with masculinity is toxic. There's nothing toxic about masculinity. I'm sorry, sorry. Masculinity in itself is not toxic, but the ways in which y'all move around masculinity and the ways that y'all define it are very toxic. The way that y'all think men need to express themselves in order to perform manhood to you is toxic. And I would argue that Little Nas X isn't even like a very feminine gay man. He's like a butch queen. Most of the time, he's dressed like a lot of the, like a lot of the straight boys, much cleaner. But he's dressed like a lot of the straight boys. But the fact that he's gay is a defamation to you, and the fact that he's free is a problem for you, free in ways that you cannot be. And that is the ultimate problem with men like Ti and Boosie and the motherfuckers that support them. And that's where I'll end it. Throw it back some more. Let's go, little pussy cat. Don't forget to take a soul. Let's go, little pussy cat. So, <laughs> I have been thinking about something else, right? It's been a while. Not a while. I won't say that. But, you know, um, The word discreet and the concept around it, like, you know, discretion, especially as it pertains to, like, gay spaces, right? Um, This has been a word that I've heard, really, since I've been out. It's been a word that I have heard, you know, other people use. Um, And, you know, it, it it, it wasn't nothing that really bothered me because, you know, I'm like, okay, we are all discreet in a sense, right? Like, like, you know, we're not sharing, you know, every personal detail about our business. Like, you know, at least the people who like I hang with, like, like they're not sharing, you know, bits and pieces about their personal lives, you know? So everybody is, well, at least not publicly, I'll say. So everybody is discreet in like gay spaces, right? 
And so I was always confused about why they would use, why they are using that word. And then I think a couple of times, like guys just bombard me with that word. I'm like, okay, like, are you going to come and have sex with me or not? Because at this point, I don't care about you being discreet. I don't care about you being DL. Like, are you going to give me the dick? Are you going to give me that dick that you just showed me a couple of pictures ago? Like, that's all I really care about at this point. Um, and the, that's a word you can do whatever you want to do. So it just never made sense to me. And then most recently, there was a talk regarding um, the comedian Zoe. And essentially, he had made a tweet about how you know, if a man he's interested in hangs around openly gay men or around trans girls, that won't be his man. Essentially saying he's not interested in like openly gay men. And then it was later a video of him like really reconfirming that that's what everybody thought. Um, he was talking to B. Simone. Surprise, surprise, another fucking wacko. Um, he was talking to B. Simone about why from my understanding, it sounded like he was saying why he likes to go into straight clubs. He used the concept of, you know, if I walk into a straight club and I see a guy who I've had sex with, you know, nobody knows that I've had him but me and him. And he's not going to say anything and I'm not going to say it either. And so everybody looking at this, looking at him strange because it's almost like, you know, again, like, people always misunderstand when people, like, look at people funny for saying stupid shit. And it's like, nobody is telling Zoe that he has to date openly gay men. He can date exactly who he wants to. But it's almost like, let's interrogate the reasons why you have those beliefs, right? Like, like let's interrogate why you have that preference. And a lot of people don't really like to do that. Um, and in my opinion, what that says to me about him is... You know, of course, a lot of people were coming with the, the like the, you know, um, oh, he hates himself. He doesn't like his gayness. That and the third excuse. And I agree with all that. Yes. But I think it's so I think that that critique right now is so flat. You know, it's so flat, probably because everybody says it. And it's like, I think it's so much more than that to me. And I've heard a lot of gay men say this, right? Like they get off on having that secret between them and some guy that all the girls are like going crazy over. Like they enjoy it. Right. Um, and in my opinion, again, like I, like I said beforehand, I think they like that idea because in their minds, they understand that the girlfriends that they hang around, once they find out that that man has had sex with a man, even one time, right? He's gay to them. He's no longer, he's, he's no longer a prize to be sought after. So then, which means by default, he will go to you because you are the only person that's going to give him play because you certainly don't mind him sleeping with women. That's how you met him. So in my head, you don't view women as competition, whereas other gay men, you view them as competition. Right? You know, everybody up in, up, up in that club who's gay possibly knows how to work that ass and work that dick and work that mouth good enough to, you know, make a nigga come in 2.3 seconds if they really did their best. And even if not, it's like, shit, like, other gay men are going to be doing what you're doing when they see a man who, they're, who they are attracted to. And you don't like having that competition. So, of course, you're going to go after somebody that, you know, in your head, you think other gay men are going to go after. Meanwhile, I mean, 
we've all been in this community for years. Even, even if you've been in it for like two years, you understand the privilege that masculine presenting gays have in this community. Masculinity is sought after. Sought after so much that the masculine sissies are up here talking about how they are being discriminated against. And I, I had one girl actually say, and, and it's so odd because it's like these are obviously gay men when you look at them sit there and get mad at the little Nas X video because he was like, why do they want to portray us all as feminine? And it's like, girl, you have, you wear three shades of lip gloss in all of your pictures. What are you talking about, sis? What the fuck are you talking about? And certainly when people look at you, when you try to look straight, you still look gay. So it's like, I mean, what you want to be passable because you want to you know look good in like straight spaces and it's like miss me with that bullshit miss me with it and so <clears throat> i say all that to say in you know regards to you know discreet is that i don't think people are using that word um in good faith i think that the majority of people who use it in gay spaces they use it because they still want to hold on to the privilege that presenting as straight gives them. You know, I had had some nigga under Zoe's post say, oh, well, you know, for instance, if you have a guy who's like masculine and macho and he likes gun shows and, and sports and other stuff, you know, he's not going to want to date a drag queen. He might fuck a drag queen, but he doesn't want to date a drag queen who likes going to drag shows. And it's like, Drag queens aren't monolithic, you know? Gay men aren't monolithic. Gay black men aren't monolithic. Black people themselves aren't monolithic. So you just sat there and made this, this other gay man's whole identity about being a drag queen and how that wouldn't mesh with somebody who likes guns and shooting as if drag queens, you know, are walking around dressed like drag, dressed in drag all the time, number one. Number two, as if there aren't drag queens that like gun shows and like boy things, or like quote unquote, um, what's the word I'm looking for? St st not, not statistically, but, um, um, oh, like they don't like, you know, um, um, quote unquote boy things. I can't even spit the word out. They don't like quote unquote boy things, right? So who has the problem here? Is it us? that's looking at Zoe crazy, or is it you, Mr. Dio, man, and that's trying to defend this nonsense because you get it, right? Because you have that same fucked up mindset, right? And I know a lot of gay men that think like Zoe. A lot of them. A lot of them. I know somebody right now who's, who's been fucking a man for years, and the minute the man called his chapstick lip balm, he was all of a sudden so unattracted to him because it was, quote, unquote, him being a bit feminine in his eyes and it's almost like girl this is the same nigga that been giving you good dick for the past couple of years and you're you know looking at him sideways because he says you know lip balm and not the fact that like he's up here lying to you about possibly having a child the fact that he only really wants to be bothered with you when a he wants some booty or b he wants some money he don't want to you know invest any time into you right but you'll break your fucking neck just to be around this man in any other capacity, even though he treats you like shit, but when he does something that you think is quote unquote feminine, suddenly, you know, it's, oh my God, get away from me. Like, girl, please. Like, like you, like, I think a lot of gays need their heads examined, right? Not because there's something, and, and, and I'm not saying that in a, in, in a sense, because I'm saying that there's something 
wrong with them being gay. So don't misquote me there, right? But I am saying that because a lot of us have unworked, unhealed childhood trauma. And we do not want to work it out. We do not want to go and see a therapist about it. What we would rather do is we would rather get lost in the life of sex, drugs, and alcohol and pretend like we're fine and we're okay. I know so many gay men who were lost in that world. You know, people always criticize gay men for being over-sexualized, but why do you think that is? It just didn't come out of thin air. Why do you, why do you think a demographic of people who have been shamed about their sexuality, so much so that it has traumatized us so much, why do you think they were run to like being oversexed? Huh? Why do you think they were run to doing drugs? Huh? Why do you think they were run to doing alcohol instead of going to actually talk to somebody to work their problems out? Now, granted, I'm not trying to make a full excuse because it's like there's some trauma I'm I'm dealing with as well, honey, but I'm not taking it out on other people. I'm not being destructive to myself. You know, I'm I'm doing the work. I've done the work. What the fuck I what the fuck I look like being 30 years old and still doing the same shit that I did when I was 25 when I first came out? What the fuck I look like doing that? I know a gay man right now who sat up in my living room and was like, oh, I got to stop moving the way I was moving in my 20s. And yet he's still moving the way he's moving in his, in his 20s and he's 32. You still out here playing with people's hearts and emotions because you cannot deal with yours. Hmm. But anyway, getting back to the, to the subject at hand, um, I might repeat myself again because I kind of forgot where I, where I lost myself at. But a lot of men who say that they are discreet usually are DL, right? And they're saying that because, again, they still want to hold on to the privilege that presenting as straight brings them. And they don't want to give that up. It's the same thing with like white people who don't want to critique white supremacy. They don't want to give up the privilege that being white and following the status quo gives them. It's the same thing with men. They do not want to critique the status quo of patriarchy and lose what it means to be a man or perceived to be a man in this country. Same thing with straight people. They don't want to lose the privilege of what it is to be straight in this country and the privileges that you have. It's like, it's, and, 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 and when I say that about straight people, some people scoff at it because, you know, especially if they're black, because you, you can't tell a black person that they got privilege. First thing they'll tell you is that, oh, well, how do I have privilege? I'm black. It's like, that, that in itself is a privilege. The fact that the only identity that you have to contend with is the fact that you're black, that you can overlook what it is to be a black woman, a black gay person, a black trans person, a black queer person, period. And then for, and, and so on and so on and so on. The only thing, my brother, that you have to really worry about is the fact that you're a black man. You're a man and you're black. But I would think that if you could erase your blackness to just align with the white man, you would. Why do you think so many of our, you know, popular musicians or even popular celebrities in the black community, you know, all the fuck go up for, you know, millionaires and billionaires? And I'm not just saying black millionaires and billionaires. They go up for even the white ones, the white ones who have had questionable ethical practices going on throughout their entire career. Niggas loved Trump until Trump became the president, started saying some goofy ass shit, and then it became unpopular to hate Trump. 
right? People got mad at like Waka Flocka and his mom for supporting Trump, but I actually respected them. That's the one time I actually did respect Waka Flocka because he stayed true to form. You know, he's he's not gonna dislike this man Trump because it's 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 now the cool thing to do is to hate this man when a lot of you black fucking celebrities quoted him in your songs and you shot him out in your songs because he was a symbol of wealth he was a symbol of prestige and you wanted to obtain that because all you saw was that was the fact that he was a man and he had money and you knew that your blackness was the only thing stopping you from doing that it's the only thing you know right but again going back to the whole privilege thing um privilege trickles down you know even in certain cases you know black women have privilege over black gay men and they definitely have it over black trans women definitely right i mean now there's a debate that we could have about that like you know just to see what degree they have because it might not be much but they do the same with black gay people we have privilege over trans people so we should not be speaking over trans people but a lot of us do right even if like you know Sometimes, like, I feel completely talking about trans issues because I'm not trans. I don't know that experience, right? Um, I can connect with it because I can connect with feeling different, maybe not different to the extent that, like, I feel like I was a woman trapped in a man's body, you know? But I felt different, right? And so I think that's why part of the why I do defend them is because it's like I see it as the same way. I can I can connect with you. So what reason do I have to misunderstand you or or... Or, or get so upset that, like, you know, you're trans, but you're post-op. I'm sorry. You're trans, but you're pre-op. And you don't look as feminine as I think you should. Like, like what right do I have to, like, criticize that? Right? Um, and I think a lot of people don't want to deal with those privileges because a lot of people don't want to be looked at as bad people. And I get it. You know, I get it, but sometimes you have to remove yourself from it, even though I know, like, you know, it, it's weird with me saying, you know, remove yourself from the critique and just figure out ways that you can, like, be an ally and, 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 and like, add to people's, you know, fight for their freedoms, you know? Um, where DL men are concerned, though, I think that, you know, there are those that want to be able to move back and forth and they want to be able to, you know, have sex with women. They want to be able to have sex with men. They want to be able to have sex with men when their women or wives aren't giving them pussy, when their women or wives aren't sucking their dicks, when their women or wives aren't paying them attention, right? A lot of these straight men who, who will disparage us, mind you, go to these men because they know that who's going to be just as sexually active and, and horny as they are but another man right that's why i'm not buying the whole thing about you know um um these men being tricked by trans women because i know for a fact a lot of you seek out homosexual sex when your girlfriend ain't giving it to you i know for a fact you do this i know this because i've been the receiver of that Truly. You know, and although, you know, being trans is different than being gay, you know, I can only imagine that if you're doing it with me, a cis gay man, you're doing it with trans women. 
because you view them still as men. You view anything you, you view anything that has a dick as a man. No matter how dolled up it is. I'm sorry, you view it as a man whenever you want to, you know, be a gender essentialist. But, you know, whenever you want to make jokes about trans people or, or about gay men who wear, you know, traditionally, you know, feminine colors, suddenly it's, oh, that nigga wants to be a man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, that nigga wants to be a girl. And then you, you know, um, 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 feminize his, you feminize his name in like a joking matter, right? It's like, you know, queer people, trans people and gay people are funny to straight people. They stop being funny to straight people whenever we are sitting up there asking for you to respect us. That's when, you know, our, our joking um, fodder or the material we give them for jokes disappears when we're now ha holding them accountable for the ways in which they have harmed us, even through their jokes, right? But still making this about DL men, DL men don't want to lose that privilege. I think that's why, and, and I, I'm going to switch it up, right? I believe there are a lot of them who feel this way. If you are bold enough, to, to me, it's like, it is 2021, right? You know for a fact That, yeah, you being openly gay is going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. But there's a community of people just like you that have to navigate this shit, right? And not all gay men are feminine, right? Like, like you can just go outside and see not all gay men are feminine. Not all gay men like directions. Not all gay men are feminine, right? So, like, there is room for masculinity in gay spaces. Truly, there is. There's room for duality in gay spaces. So to me, to believe that, to believe that there isn't is being woefully ignorant. It's being woefully ignorant, right? And it also tells me that, again, like I'm saying, you do not want to lose the privilege of what it is to appear as straight. And then for some, I actually believe that, a, that a, a lot of them are fearful of losing the standing that they have in the community. That means, you know, with their church, with their family. A lot of these men are still trying to please their family. And when you think about it in that sense, it's really, really sad. You know, and when you think about it in a broader spectrum, a lot of that comes from the straight community. And a lot of that comes from white supremacy. The ideas about what it is to be a man, you know, perpetuates itself in the gay community. That's why you still have a lot of like feminine men who will still make declarations about their manhood. And it's like, sis, I don't gotta make a declaration about anything, you know? If I wanna wear pink one day, I will do it. If I wanna wear heels one day, I'm going to do it and not be ashamed about it. If I wanna dress regular, you know, I'll do it, right? I don't feel the need to make a statement because I'm just dressing the way that I wanna dress. I remember the one time I, um, I still had these pink neon shoes. And I still love them until this day. I just wore them to my most recent trip. Um, and they and I always get compliments whenever I wear these shoes, always, right? But I'm wearing the shoes because I like them, right? Like, pink is my favorite color. I like to wear pink. I've always liked to wear pink. I remember when I was a little boy asking my mother for a pink suit, and she would tell me, no, I can't get one. Okay, well, girl, I'm older now. I can get one now. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
when I first wore them, my dad saw the picture and he asked me, oh, you have pink shoes on? I said, yeah, dad, I do. He goes, oh, well, why are you wearing them? Are you trying to make a statement? I said, no, dad, I'm wearing them because I just like the shoes. You know, there are men that aren't that comfortable to do that. And like, for me, I understand that because I was once that in that place, right? I could have been like, in an, in a sense, I could consider myself as DL at one point. I wasn't doing anything sexually with anybody, but like, you know, I was pretending I like girls when I really like boys. And I did it because I knew what saying I like boys was going to communicate to other people. I knew what was going to come from that, right? And I'd have to be a fool to think that there aren't gay men who still think this way. That there aren't men who are bisexual who still think this way. So they don't often tell their partners that they're bisexual because they know what's going to happen after that. In closing, I always tell people, right? Um, I always tell my, my, my straight friends, especially my straight women friends, if you want men who sleep with you and sleep with other men to be more honest about their sexualities, then that means you have to start not only checking other people, but checking yourselves. Until I think really until y'all do that, a lot of these men will not be comfortable enough to do that. And I think if that were to happen, let's just say if there were that cultural shift, right? I think that'll wait out the ones that are DL so that they could abuse both men and women and trans women. It will weigh those ones out from the ones who are DLs because they're afraid to be themselves and lose what they hold dear and value to them. Right? And and I can also say this as well, right? I think gay men need to hold DL men accountable, right? And I would say something like, you know, don't sleep with them, right? But like dick is dick right and if you are a man like me which i know most gay men are like i like a masculine ass man truthfully i like my men with a little bit sugar in their tank too so like some form of femininity doesn't like disgust me right and what's really odd about that is that you have gay men who think well men who are feminine are automatically bottoms but then it's like, there are men who are like on these eyes asking for masks for masks. And, and, in me, and in my head, I'm like, okay, if you are being that rigid in that gender role, right? What the fuck is going to make me not think that you're, if you are a top, you're looking for a bottom. So you're looking for a masculine bottom. And they exist. They're just like there are femme tops. But it's almost like, it, 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 it just, it's, it's so silly sometimes hearing these men talk because a lot of them don't really know what the fuck they want. They truly don't. I truly don't. But again, I think holding them accountable to me, it's like, you know, as of lately, I've been, I have been sleeping with men who consider themselves DL, right? Or they consider themselves discreet, whatever. But um, they need to be held accountable. And, you know, that, that may be a little bit more difficult to do because, again, I don't think all DL men are DL to hurt people, right? So let me be specific. The ones that are DL and are actively hurting people, yes, hold them accountable. And there are and there are a lot of them. Truly there are. But I think just have compassion. Let me just change that up and just say have compassion for them. Because the last thing they need is for you to be sitting there ridiculing them. 
that's going to push them further back into the closet. And my last point, which is what I was trying to make at the end, right? It's like, again, the concept of discreet, of being discreet or having discretion. It's almost like openly gay men are discreet as well. I'm discreet. It's like, not everybody knows my business. I'm not getting on Facebook telling you the gritty details about every time I have a sexual partner. I'm not even talking about it in my stories. And if I do talk about it in my stories, it didn't just happen. It probably happened like a year ago or months ago. I'm having a flashback from it. So it's like, I am, I too am discreet. I don't tell my business. But when a lot of them say discreet, they mean I need you to keep my secret. And I think that's where I draw the line sometimes because it's like, again, I don't give a fuck about you being DL. I don't give a fuck about you not wanting to tell your family. Absolutely don't. And truthfully, for one to be honest, you shouldn't either. But again, y'all only use, but, but again, I think that's where the abuse comes in, right? Because it's like, you'll tell me, right, who's like a bottom, that you're discreet and that you're DL and that you've been exposed before. More quicker than you'll tell somebody who is on the same wavelength as you when it comes to being DL. Truthfully. Because you already view being gay as a defamation and a bottom you mean you take dick oh yeah i know you messy i know this that and the third meanwhile the most messies of the bunch are usually dl men put that in your pipe and smoke it hmm Last but not, not least, how could I forget? Not last but not least, but how could I forget about Miss Miley Cyrus? Real quickly, we'll get on Miley real quick. Um, she's a leech. Miley fucking Cyrus is a leech. And I think we are discovering that about her as the years go on. Um, I think, uh, shout out to the people that tried to warn us about her in 2013. We were all follow, we were all, you know, Falling for the fact that, you know, she was 22, she was young, and she was dipping into black culture because she was, you know, going through a breakup, and she was expressing herself, and she was, you know, just having fun and, you know, living her life and trying to, and trying to discover herself. But those, mother, but those motherfuckers, and I, and I use that in a, such a loving way, they knew that this girl was a leech. They knew that she was a leech and that she would one day turn her back on the very people who were really, quite honestly giving her street cred and making her cool back in the day. You know, because at that point, she was Hannah Montana. She shed the Hannah Montana image. And the criticism always is, why is it the fact that white girls have to delve into blackness, into black culture, in order to shed their, you know, preppy white girl image? Why do they have to do that? You know, and at the time, I was one of those people that was like, well, maybe she's not doing it. Maybe this is actually who she is. She's just trying to find herself, right? But I get the criticisms now, right? And and not that, you know, what I'm about to say is making me say that I get them. I've, I got them years ago when she criticized hip hop, but yet you very much were the very, like, you criticized hip hop by saying it's disrespectful 
to women. They talk about sex, drugs, and money all the time. This, that, and the third. And very much your bangers era, honey, was very much that. We Can't Stop is about drugs. You were talking about kissing girls. Like, let's not play stupid here, honey. You very much were stealing from the culture. And then when you were done with it, tossed it to the side. So now which brings us here to this current situation of you trying to educate the baby. Let me tell you something, okay? If that happens, I guarantee to you. And if I am wrong, I will say I'm wrong. If this happens, I think it's really going to happen. He will listen to Miley Cyrus because Miley Cyrus is white. And this is what makes the whole situation with the baby very funny is because there were plenty of black gays, famous ones, talking about him and calling him out. But it took the likes of Elton John and Madonna and Dua Lipa, who he has a song with. And Dua Lipa has a very big gay fan base for any type of repercussions for, that he had. Come to come to uh, come to fruition for him. The minute Elton John started criticizing him, he started losing spots at all the fucking festivals. So which means he wasn't getting bags and shit. And shout out to you know I want to say this too in the last part. Shout out to Tory Lanez, literally doing the Rolling Loud set for free, and possibly <laughs> violating the um the um, restrictions to his um, order of protection that Meg has against him. So he literally did all that to antagonize that woman only to go to jail. Fucking idiot. But anyway, um, that's when the baby started getting repercussions. And we can talk about that, right? And like, here's the thing with me, right? Whenever black homophobes criticize the LGBTQ community, they like to talk down to black gays right? But they'll say black people or the blacks that support the L like Tariq Nasheed's dumbass, the blacks that support the white LGBT community movement. What do you think about this? Da, 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 da. But it's almost like you very much miss the part where there are black gay people as well too. And they didn't get there just by happenstance, you know? But men like Tariq Nasheed clearly only see gayness as a white put people thing and anyone who is black it's an affliction on them but we won't go there today but this is what black gays and black queers in the community always try to explain to people outside of the community there's very much racism in the community very much so and this is point case and example you know so he wasn't getting canceled because you know uh, uh, billy porter called him out because billy porter has no structural power you know, Billy Porter, B Billy Porter might be married to a white man, but Billy Porter is not a white man. Elton John is a powerful, I'm sorry, Elton John is a white man and he's gay. That, that gives him all the more power in the world. And let's just also say this too. These festivals, you know, quote unquote, canceling the baby um, are very performative because soon People will forget about what the fuck this man has done and he'll be invited back to all of the festivals. Maybe not next year because COVID's coming to, you know, to destroy us all 
from being at these super spreader events. But that's neither here or there. But this is exactly what we're talking about. Like, do you not think we face racism in this community? Do you think that a lot of us who are black are only gay because we feel like we won't have to encounter racism? Obviously, that's what you think. But then when we try to tell you we encounter racism, you act so surprised. It's like, why are you surprised? This is the racism that you were trying to tell us that you were trying to tell us that we were going to encounter. And for a black gay like me, I don't want to encounter either. I don't want to encounter the homophobia I'm going to face from black people or the racism I'm going to face from white people in, in, in the community. I'm going to talk about it all, truly. So getting back to Miley, right? I find it very funny that, sh that you know, she considers herself part, she considers herself part of the community, but you're not understanding why the community is upset and is holding him accountable, right? You're not understanding, right? But then of course, you know, so as, someone, as someone pointed out, the baby directed his comments not at the LGBT community, he directed it at the black LGBTQ community. It was implied in there, right? And then of course, when he, this is what makes, you know, his, his third fucking apology about wanting to be educated about shit. When you are a 30 year old man, you are a 30 year old man and you need to be educated about how not to be a fucking shitty ass person. Get the fuck out of here. But anyway, it's, it's, it's like, oh, well, I want to be educated on this and this, that, and the third and blah, 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 blah. It's like that, that was the apology that came after you started losing festival after festival after festival after festival. But before when you were just losing like two or three, right? It was, oh, well, Y'all just mad at this and blah, 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 blah. My gay fans didn't get offended. Da, 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 da. And y'all don't ever speak up when like, you know, us black men are getting shot in the streets. And it's like, neither do you, my nigga. Neither the fuck do you. And I think that's what irritates me about straight black men is that they, is that when it's time to hold them accountable, they weaponize their blackness. As if my blackness as a gay black man matters to them when it doesn't because you think I'm an agent for white supremacy. That's what somebody called Lil Nas X. Come on now. That's what Tyreek Nashi thinks black gay people are. That's what Umar Johnson thinks black gay people are. They don't see us as legitimate black people that go through the same racial, racial struggles as they do. They don't. So Miley Cyrus wanting to take up the helm to educate him is a big fuck you to black gay people. Because what it proves is that she's not only using her privilege, she is literally telling us to kiss her chicken cutlet flat ass and that we don't, and that she's gonna take up the helm that nobody else wanted to do because we're so quick to cancel people. Yes, bitch, we are. Because we get to decide if whether or not we accept the apology of a violent, homophobic idiot. And you don't, and you do not get to accept that man's apology on behalf of all gay people. You don't get to do that.
That's very much what Ellen DeGeneres did with Kevin Hart. And it's like, Ellen, you cannot do that. And you're only and, and the and the only reason why you would possibly do it, Miley, is because, you know, you may want to work with the baby in the future. Maybe you want to prove that he can be rehabilitated as long as we give him time and grace. No, people are dying. People are suffering. People are suffering because on a larger scale, the very same people who are trying to legislate gay people's lives away think like the baby do. Which, which is really funny when you have black men calling, you know, gay black men ages of white supremacy because it's like very much a lot of straight black men think like straight white men. So, Miley Cyrus, fuck you. And that's where I'm going to leave it at right there. Fuck you to hell. Um, and kiss my ass. Yeah. Moon. Okay, so the next topic, which is going to be a continuous topic that I always talk about on here, is going to be, <clears throat> I don't even want to call it dating preferences, but you know, it kind of goes along the lines with, you know, the homophobes thinking that, you know, gay black men just want to, you know, not deal with, you know, racism you know, when they date white men. It's going, to be about, it's going to be about interracial dating. And and more so the focus is going to be on white men and black men in gay spaces. You know, I can't really speak for the trans community. I might relate some shit to it. And I can't really speak for black women who um, date interracially. I won't as much. I might mention it much like I do the trans community. But this is solely about gay men. Solely. And just some shit that I'm really noticing. So maybe I could put this all into effect. Um, I think we need to be honest with ourselves. Um, and by ourselves, I mean the, the gay men that do date interracially. You all need to be honest with yourselves and admit that a lot of the reasons that you do it is because you have anti-black tendencies. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I think the majority of you, maybe not all of you, the majority of you date white men because you believe that dating white is going to somehow um, absolve you from hardships of life. You very much view black men in a very negative light and very negative way. I remember I, I kind of got into it on TikTok with this user who... Um, Essentially, you know, he was, he was, I, I think he was responding to a uh, TikToker's video where the original TikTok said something to the effect of black people who date white people because of the traumas that they experienced in high school are the weakest links when dating. Because it's like, especially if you're like 30 plus, like high school was 15 years ago for you. In some cases, high school was 20 years. I'm sorry. H high school is pushing 20 years for you now. And you're still living that trauma. Go to therapy, right? Like, like, and, and actually figure out why you're still holding on to that. Because a lot of times it's not the fact that, you know, black people 
or, or, or it's, it's not that you haven't found your tribe with with black people because again black people aren't mono aren't monoliths like we're just not right like there are alt black people there are black people that do just like rap music and then there are those that don't i think very much what it is is that a lot of those black people mostly black gay men went after i don't want to say that these people were out of their league but they went after people who just did not see it for them. Right? And so when you got around white people, their their acceptance of your weirdness seemed like, you know, true acceptance. But if you're someone like me who very much felt that way in high school, I did feel that way. I'm not even gonna lie, I did feel that way. I, I most of my friends were white and the white kids weren't going to point out my sexuality. The black kids were. Even though I was very much like them. I liked the same music as they did. I listened to the same shit, the shit, the shit that they did. And what proved that was the one time we're in class and Cat Williams was really popular when I was in high school. So that's aging me a little bit. <laughs> of course, I'm 31, of course. Um, and also, you know, who was very popular for the white kids at that time was a comedian called Dan Cook. I have not ever seen a stand-up by Dan Cook. I didn't even realize who that man was. And then I remember he made a movie, I want to say probably two years after I got out of high school, um, with Jessica Alba, and the movie fucking sucked. It sucked. It fucking sucked. Cat Williams never got those deals, but, you know, that's white privilege for you. But anyway, we won't go there. So I very much was very plugged into blackness. You know, a lot of the white kids who I hung around really didn't know a thing about the shit that I was into. They didn't listen to the same music that I did, right? But they were nice to me. They were nice to me and they weren't going to reference my gayness. Whereas the black kids were. You know? So I I I looked at that as white people accepting me for who I am past my sexuality. Even though at the time I wasn't being honest about it and I wasn't being truthful with it. And I didn't want to really acknowledge it at all. So I looked at them ignoring it or them not making making a big deal about it as, as, as them seeing me for who I am while also suffering through microaggressions, racial microaggressions. You know? And so for me... Whenever I hear black gay men make these caveats about how, you know, um, white people usually accept all of your identity, I'm like, well, how does that happen when white people are racist? And even if the white person who you date is not overtly racist, there's still some racial tendencies. You know, there's still a whole system that they benefit from. So there's gonna be blind spots in that relationship. There's gonna be racial blind spots in it. I have not ever, I have not ever heard of a, of a black and white interracial relationship and there not being vast microaggressions experienced in that relationship. Now, maybe the people in the relationship weren't really as, as, as keen on like race relations to really understand that what they were experiencing was microaggressions, but they were microaggressions. And for me, I can never, it, it, it baffles me when I, when I hear black people say that, because it's almost like, 
you want to make white people the better option and the better choice because you say, you know, black people don't accept gayness. They're, they're colorist. They are fat phobic. They're all this, they're all the antis, but yet you're willing to overlook the grand poopa of all that and, and, and date the very men who benefit from the system that created what black men inflict on other black people. Because where do you think colorism comes from? Where do you think anti-fatness comes from? And in the gay community, what it always is, is that, oh, well, I'm feminine and black people don't like femininity. Where do you think that comes from? Do you think it just came from thin air? I hope you don't think so. I really do. I really hope you don't think that. I'm sorry, I really don't. I really hope you don't think that. <clears throat> because that's, that's just not the case, right? And so, on one hand, I get it, right? And on the other hand, I really don't get it because it's like, again, you're willing to overlook racism <clears throat> just so you don't have to deal with your own anti-blackness. Because to me, those thoughts are very anti-black. And I remember, I'm sorry, getting back to the TikTok, sorry. <laughs> I was supposed to mention it again, but getting back to the TikTok, the um, guy that responded to it was like, yeah, I, well, I, essentially, yeah, but while I don't date white men, um, I think that, you know, me dating within my own race um, will get me killed and murdered. And I mean, a lot of people had to push back on that, right? Because it's almost essentially like what he was saying is that, you know, white people, while they're racist, are somehow less violent than black people. And as time went on and as the opinions went on, I was, I was, I was essentially just saying your, your experience is valid. It's valid. I'm not going to sit here and, and like try to gaslight you about the, about you experiencing what you experienced, about you experiencing violence. Just like I wouldn't sit there and try to gaslight a trans woman or a fat black woman, like, I'm sorry, a trans woman like Laverne Cox and a black woman like Gabrielle Bay, right? who are two black women who, I don't know if Laverne Cox is still with her partner, but Gabrielle Sidibe is with a white man. She's with a white man because that is who made her feel good about herself, right? Now, I might have an opinion about it, but I'm not gonna sit there and like overly judge her for it because that's her experience. And she experiences black men making fat phobic comments at her expense. Right, I'm not ever gonna deny the, the problems that black men have. I'm not ever gonna deny that to people, but I want people to understand that when you make generalizations, like me dating inside of my race, is going to get me killed and then get mad when people push back on you about that. That's where I have the problem. That's very much what he said. Then he, I guess he was like, oh, well, you are, the last, the last thing he said to me, which was so funny, is like, oh, well, don't even try me. You don't understand. And this, that, and, and, and then the fact that you all don't want to deal with the fact that you overly go up for masculinity. Da, da, da. And I'm like, I never even said that. 
I never even said that. Which 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 tells which told me that he knew that what he was saying was shitty. But he he did not want to let go of that thought and actually think critically about it because he wanted to stay in his bubble. Because very much what he was saying is that black men are more violent. So I'm not going to date somebody if my life is going to be at, at, at risk. And it's almost like <laughs> that's not every black gay man's experience because it's not mine. <clears throat> it's not mine. I've never been fearful to be in the presence of any black man. I've never been fearful to be in the presence of a DL black man. Now, maybe that may be because of my stature and I'm a big dude. And it's like, well, if you're going to take me down, you don't you have to kill me, motherfucker. And you ain't going to get far. Because my daddy taught me, if anybody tries to threaten your life, you take that motherfucker out. So there's that. But however, while acknowledging that that does happen, I know that that's not all black men. And then you'll say, well, David, why do you think white people are racist? Why can't you understand that people just, you know, have preferences? But it's like... White people have had a long history of raping, murdering, and wiping out civilizations. They are the grandfathers of violence, and yet have somehow managed to paint themselves as the um, princes and princesses of peace. <clears throat> I think I've said this all the time, but I've said it on this podcast before. Th- their their ability to spin things in their favor is remarkable. And I really wish that black people mobilized that much to where we could do that as well. Um, because you you have to be a literal, you, you have to be the, the best car artist in the world to inflict violence, especially inflict violence on black people. Because one thing I will say is that you can never ever strip that racial history between white and black people. We were stolen from our homeland. We were brought over here to a land that was stolen, taught to speak in their languages and take their names and their last names as well. And then freed without so much as even a penny to help us get by once we were free. And then when we would get on and then we would get on our backs and be successful, white people hated it so much that they would start bombing our communities. And this has happened over time. It's, it's like racism never ended. But but the way that I grew up, a lot of us grew up thinking that we were growing up in a post-racial world. But it's like even shit that's meant to be compliments are still racist. Like when we would ask white girls back in high school that dated white boy, I'm sorry, that dated black men, Right. And again, I didn't even realize this. Right. Because it was supposed to be a compliment. Right. Which is fucking stupid when you think about it. Um, Well, why do you date black men, white girl? Oh, well, their dicks are bare. So is that all you want a black man for is a big dick that can fuck you, make you feel good? You don't see him as more than just a big dick? It's kind of like why sometimes I, I not that I have to push back, but I I'm, I, I kind of have to you know, for me I have to like really think when black women say shit like oh well sometimes white men treat you better or they adore you more. It's like how much of that 
adoration is for you as a person and not you as a black woman. You know? How much of his love for you is not because he just wants to experiment with you being the first black woman that he dates? You have to interrogate this shit. And I never say it to people to be mean or because I want them to think that I don't, I don't like white people, you know? But I think, I'm not saying that I dislike white people, but I want people to think critically about it, right? It's, it's like, if you, if you happen to find love with a white person simply because you like the person that they are, I'm never going to be a hater against that, right? But if you are finding love with a person who is white simply because they are white and you view whiteness as better, white is right, then that's a problem. And I think a lot of gay men, circling back to the gays, I think a lot of gay men do that. I think a lot of gay men do that and a lot of them don't want to really interrogate that. When you look at the crop of famous gay black men, none of them are with other black men. And what we know about straight black men is they view having white partners especially white partners, but, you know, mostly anybody who's non-black, they prefer non-black women, but mostly white women as a status symbol. They can make enough money and finally have enough money to get the women that they truly desire, which is anybody but a black woman. So if it's that way for straight black men, why can't it not be that way for gay black men? I think it's quite the same. The only difference is the fact that like we are dating, we are dating and dealing with each other. And a lot of gay black men are to me a little bit more, a little bit more bold than straight black men because I think straight black men, um, when they see their women dating outside of their race, they get upset, right? <laughs> they get upset about it. <laughs> People literally sat up there and called Tamara a white man's whore because her husband was white. Tore that girl down on national TV, girl. They talked about Serena Williams. They talk about, you know, um, Gabby. They talk about every black woman that, you know, gets with a white man. But the black men can do it. Diddy sat around and let Kim Porter go to waste while, in, while impregnating her several different times, having several children with her, most of his children are by her. And she sat around for 20 some odd years while this man decided not to marry her, not to parade her, not to parade her around while he had relationships with every single woman who was not black. J-Lo was his most um, um, famous relationship. If you, like, anybody who's like, you know, above the age of 30 remembers P. Diddy and J-Lo, right? And then he dated Cassie for about 10 years. Now, granted, he didn't treat any of them right, but at the same time, it's like, you know, he was at least claiming them. He never claimed Kim Porter. I remember finding out Kim Porter was even a thing for him when I think I watched this documentary 
back in the day, which actually was the precursor of like the love and hip hop days where it was about the famous women behind these rappers. Ice T's wife Coco was on it. That's when I first met her. Um, Snoop Dogg's wife was on it, which I had seen pictures of his wife periodically here and there. So I knew she was around, but that was when I finally met Kim Porter. And I was like, oh, okay. And at that time she was dating him. And then at that time, Diddy cheated on her with a light skin woman or, or well, she looks non-black. I don't know what race she is, but she's light skin. She's of a different hue. And he cheated on her, had a baby, I want to say seven months before Kim Porter had the last of Titties, uh, Titties, the last two of Diddy's children, which was his twin girls. So, I mean, the data is there and it's not just with famous black men, it's with every black man. And I think at large, black men are not ready to deal with the fact that they have anti-black views that dictates who they date. And the last thing I will say with this is that the excuse they, that people love to use whenever they get called out about this is like, oh, well, it's just my preference. And it's like, no, it's, 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 it's not a preference. It's a mandate. It's a requirement. You require for your partners to not be black. Because a preference really means is that you prefer one over the other, not, oh, well, I only date this kind of man. Because arguably this might be, actually, no, this is a mandate for me and I have no problem admitting that. I require that my man be black. I will not date a white man. No. And maybe that's more of like a mandate preference because I don't really mind if he's another race, but he cannot be white. And I, and I don't have an issue telling people that. Me and this white man can be friends. We could be acquaintances, but you, I am not going to be in a relationship, in a romantic relationship with a white man. No, sir, no, ma'am. Sorry. But this ain't really about me, but it kind of is. But getting back to the original point, anti-blackness rules us all, even as black people. And we all have a lot to unlearn with it. And I think, and while I think that I, a lot of us kind of do the whole, you know, uh, preference and unlearning um, thing a disservice by making it all about dating, right? Because it's so much more than that, right? So much more than that. But in this sense, we're just talking about dating. I think it would do us all a really good thing to really critically think about why we choose the partners that we do. And for black men who have structural power when it comes to dating, especially over black women, well, straight black men who have structural power in the dating world, right? They have the power of picking and choosing over black women. They do. This is another one of those privileges that they have that they don't like to admit, but they have privilege. So it is more of your, it is more of your responsibility to set the precedent and to honor and cherish your women even if they piss you off cuz you're not cuz you're not going to tell me that you think that dating a white woman is going to be stress free. You can't think that, my brother. Especially in 2021 
when half of you are using, you know, Dr. Dre's situation to say this is why men don't benefit from marriage instead of just saying this is why black men should not date outside of their race. Dr. Dre is a noted abuser, a noted abuser, and he has abused every woman that he has ever been with, not, not just Michelle. He has neglected his children that he has with black women. Not with this one, though. He married this one, though. Hmm. Why do you think that is? <laughs> um, and yet y'all are making it about this man's money. And his and his wallet and his status being threatened instead of the fact that this man literally probably married this non-black woman because he thought that marrying somebody who did not look like him was going to give him a better life and he found out otherwise. Huh. I feel sorry for y'all. Then again, no, I don't. Okay, so I wanted to make this part of the episode really kind of short because I fear that the rest of the episode is too long. But with the birthday episode, that's always bound to happen. Um, so this will be like my final thought of everything. Um, and I wanted to zero in on something. And that something is the title card. If you happen to be on a uh, platform where um, every time I change the title card, which really isn't often, um, then you'll see that this title card is very different in that it is a picture of my body, mostly my torso area. And I wanted to be that specific because, of course, it's my birthday. I turned 31. But also, I wanted to celebrate my body. And even hearing me say that sounds weird for me because I feel like for the most part when we're talking about bodies my size, you know, um, big men aren't as criticized as big women, you know. Um, and I'll just add the extra caveat here, right? Even, even, you know, with my body type, which isn't as celebrated, it's still in certain cases, the acceptable kind of fat. But whenever you wanna, you know, disregard me and disregard my feelings, I go from being thick or, or plus size or all these little cute fluffy names, right? To being fat, to being every disgusting, horrible name you can think of a person who has my body proportions. So, in the same way that black people take back the N-word, in the same way that women take back the B-word, in the same way that gays take back, you know, the F-word, you know, um, I'm going to take back the fat word. I'm sorry, I'm going to take back the other F-word, which is fat, and call myself that. You know, that's not a disgusting word. It's not a nasty word. It's 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 a word that that literally just describes how I look. You know, and I've always been fat. My body has fluctuated throughout the years, but I have always been a fat motherfucker. And that's okay. And that's nothing to be ashamed of, in a sense. Um, 
I'm going to end this here, right? Because I feel like I'm babbling, but I want to end this here by saying, I remember a few years back, um, when Beyonce released, um, her self-titled album and it was, it's the surprise album, the one that just has her names in pink letters and a back black background. Um, she did, um, a couple of little interview videos where she was describing the process for the album. And there was one part where she was talking about how, um, sexual the visuals are and the way she explained it was you know I had my daughter over a year ago at that time um I had gained 60 pounds I was the heaviest I had ever been in my life and essentially just saying that you know as a mother what what happens with a lot of mothers is that once they give birth to a child they feel differently and their bodies don't feel like theirs and so what she said was is that, and this is gonna <laughs> contradict everything I just said, but she 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 initially was saying I worked hard to get back to where I was before I had my daughter, and so yes, I wanted to show my body. I wanted to show my body, and when she had the twins, she kind of said the same thing. Only then it was more about letting her body be what it was going to be after birthing two babies, you know, but. That specific time in 2013 when she said, I wanted to show my body, you know, I felt that I was I, I, I was eye to eye with her on that. And I and that resonated so much with me, even at 23, even though I was there was a lot of shit going on with me at 23. But it resonated with me then just as much as it does now. So I want to show my body. So a lot of times when I show pictures of my body or that particular picture um, kind of had a bit of resistance from a family member of mine. And it wasn't a lot. But essentially, I was just telling them that, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I can. Well, you don't have to, but I want to. You don't have to, but I want to. I'm not going to allow you in this moment to make me ashamed of posting that. Because there is nothing for me or you really to be embarrassed about my body. And that is where I will end the discussion. Y'all have a good evening, good night, good morning, (laughs) and enjoy yourselves. Bye.